So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you this. This is Match Media alongside my critic companion crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BS Beats and Bailey. And at the time of this recording, um, this is uh, the 9th of December. So, yeah, we still have some movies, well, some new releases that are coming out and a few others that uh, we missed out throughout the year to really catch up on. Uh, but before yeah. we get to movies and stuff, because, yeah, we have a few movies to talk about. Uh, the f- well, two of them being movies that came out months ago. Um, it I wouldn't say it slipped people's readers or it slipped mine, but I was hearing like great things about it. Like these two movies in particular, this had so much four star ratings for it is crazy. So I am talking about um, Leave No Trace and The Rider. These are two yeah. dramas um, that came out this year. Earned a heap of praise. Many people call them, you know, two of the best movies of the year. One critic in particular, one um, critic that I vouch for, um, actually considers the writer as the best movie of 2018. Okay. I can't really say that for sure, but um, I would say that it, it, it certainly has Oscar potential. It certainly does. But that's that's me kind of selling myself out there quick. But um, all that aside, though, we also have um, Andy Circus's adaptation of the yep. Jungle Book. More or less the book, as um, not so much the the Disney movie itself. Of course, I'm talking about Mowgli, Bay, Legend of the yep. Jungle. <sighs> really, really interesting film to talk about, boy. But we'll save that for last. Uh, but before we get to all that, now we have to talk about a couple of trailers, boy. Uh, first, yep. first one being one that I right. So I didn't expect that we'd actually get the the trailer for Avengers Endgame um, last yep. Friday time is recording. But so said, so done. Friday morning, came to work, saw it, messaged you on Facebook. I was like, yo, we had to do an episode because I figured we, were, we didn't have anything else to talk about apart from the, the Captain Marvel trailer of um, from last week. But yeah, Avengers Endgame trailer came out and I get credit where credit is due. I really like the fact that um, that, that Marvel kind of keeping things on the hush. They're not giving us full information about what to expect. What I like is the the tone that it's set though, just seeing our favorite heroes being worn down, you know, being depressed, yeah. really feeling sad. Um, the opening shot with you know with uh, with Tony Stark and that ship, I believe is the same one that he used to to reach the planet Titan. I could be wrong, but I'm assuming it's that, right? And yeah. you know, him talking to Pepper Potts and all that message, well, and it just really ship, um, Oh, it's, it's not that. No, is it's it, um, is it uh, yeah, Nebula's, uh, it's Nebula's ship? Is what? Is it no, not that, that ship got destroyed too. <laughs> uh, no, it's a uh, it's Starlord ship. Wow, I did not. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I think it's because of how I don't know. I, I guess it's because it was in um, shadow, like the oh gosh, the um the shot itself, no. So, yeah, the silhouette. Yeah. So I didn't really pick up on where exactly it was, but I know that there was that wide shot where you see the ship. But I was trying to pick up on whether. It was the ship that they used to get to Titan in the first place, or something. No. Else. I didn't know it was no. um, Star Lord's one. So, well, yeah, see. remember Star Lord? All of them, remember all of them get dusted, eh? So, yes, 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 that's true. <laughs> except, for, yeah. except for Nebula and, and Tony. So it's like, yeah. well, yeah, <laughs> the ship empty, and nobody else. Yeah. Uh, um. What, well, there's a couple of uh, a couple other things I want to say. Um, the big joke, well, big meme, witty joke, is that um, Mr. Captain America, boy, his his beard has disappeared. Yeah, the beard, the beard got dusted too. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the beard, the beard got dusted too. Um, oh, but yeah, boy, the man looks, you know, sad, you know, of course, because he lost his friend Bucky and you know the other um, Avengers. Well, some of the other heroes that were involved in the Infinity War. Um, yeah. Thor still looking depressed. 
Um, yeah, because he didn't go for the head, so. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, Black Widow, you know, right. seeing, pretty much um, repeat, um, seeing what, you know, it, uh, unless, you, unless you're one of the few that haven't seen the movie yet, this would have been a spoiler. Yes, 50% of the world's po- uh, population, I believe she said. Right. Yes, one, right? all life well, forms universe, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. all life forms, sorry. I forgot about that. Um, but I like that we don't see too much of, of, um, of Thanos. You just see his armor that he had, you know, placed yeah. on this kind of scarecrow-like looking structure. Right. Um, so of course, him and feel... Sorry? That from, that's straight from the comic. The, the, the scare, the scare. Well, I, I call it the scare Hulk. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think I believe but, I saw um, a picture of, of I think it's from that same um comic, like somebody put it up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's comic. Well it, in the end of Infinity War it was there. Um you barely noticed it was on the side. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. When, when he sat down I was like, Ah right. yeah, job well done. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but you saw it in the thing, I was like, okay, but you barely barely saw it, it was like in the corner in the corner um of the shot. But in this you have it clearly obvious, straight up. So it's like all right, cool. Um yeah. Um, well, just a few more things before I forget. Uh, we got to see um, Hawkeye, boy. Uh, and I was like, hey, what? Okay, Hawkeye coming right. back. Right. All right. That's, so a big, that's, and... a big comic. Well, that's a big comic. Comic nerd motion, too. We'll talk about that as well. All right, all right. Um, but the last thing, though, and this is like... What, what I like about this moment, though, is that it's it's very... like It reminds me a lot of like the first trailer for, um, for Infinity War. Which is you have the serious stuff and then you have the kind of jokey moment. So it's right. basically Scott Lang, you know, and we 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 you know if if you saw Ant Man who was you know what happened to him at the events of Infinity War. Right. So he's like he showed up literally outside of the Avengers um compound. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And yeah, just basically saying like, hey guys, remember me from Germany, blah 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 blah. So I thought that was right. like a really cool moment. So overall for me, I really dug this trailer. Um I know like it's weird that People haven't really said that they were disappointed by it, but why I say that is because, you know, for, for all the build-up and all the hype, you're thinking that you're going like, to see some actions, action-based stuff now, but I like the fact that you're just setting up the tone. You don't need to show all that good stuff yet. Like, let's wait it out, you know? Maybe yeah. around the time when Captain Marvel comes around, maybe we might get a, a second trailer, or like I said in last week's episode, maybe in the end of Captain Marvel, we will see more stuff and see how she ties into that. But... Yeah. Um, this, yeah, last thing I'll say, it's amazing though, like right now, currently, time is recording, this trailer, um, like has the, well, has like a major, like record in terms of views, so it's 289 million views in just 24 hours, that's that's just amazing, and yeah, yeah, just the mere fact that it's no, it it doesn't have any big action scenes or, you know, just like a clusterfuck of characters in it, you know what I mean? It just does what it's supposed to do. It sets the tone. It gives you a gist of what to expect from it without giving you too much. And that is just perfect for me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. For me, I would say this trailer was definitely worth the wait, man. I'm, I'm sorry if you expect this thing to have tons of action and tons of characters. But, yo, it's endgame, Jill. I mean, just the title alone is supposed to tell you what to expect, right? So, um, Ricardo, your thoughts on Avengers Endgame yeah, nah, trailer? Uh... This 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 is exactly how I should do a trailer like this in my opinion. I, I was I, I like that they did this. Um, they didn't. We don't know how you know. Really, they really get it downtrodden nature everything. Yes. It, well. Um. Uh, well. You know the the um. The, again, this this reminded me much like with Infinity War. Well, it reminded me a little bit of um the leftovers and how that felt now. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. That whole that whole approach to well, hey, what are we gonna do and everything yes. feeling kind of hopeless and. So and so so forth. Uh, you know, right after this, uh, this such a 
catastrophic event would occur. Well, it, I for understand the name of the event is called the Decimation in Universe. That is what right. the, the characters are calling it. So, yeah, this is a thing. Oh, another thing too is the actual name of the title, Endgame, because everybody kind of called that one. All right. Well, yeah, I, I, well, personally, I, I, I wasn't sure what it was gonna be. Like, I, yeah, I, I was hoping that there wasn't gonna be uh, more than two words. You know what I mean? Like, attack of the clones or something like that. Yeah, no, no. But yeah, 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 yeah it had to be something I, solid, something concrete. And yes, yeah, everybody, perfect. Many, many people said Endgame should be the, the title. Um, and I, I said, so I said, you know, Doctor Strange said so. And I, like, oh, oh right, yes, saw, yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, because you already saw the movie, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that's another good joke. Um, you know, 14 million of those views is Dr. Strange doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, yeah, th- that's exactly what they do. Well, Hawkeye in the comic, well, we know what's going on there. There's a character in the comic, he changed his name, called Ronan. So, oh, okay. I'll outright say that, but they'll probably like name drop the name, say he's a Ronan or he like a Ronan or, or something like that. And well, for, for, for the same reason that we think happened in this, well, it's more like his family got dusted now. Right, right. Yeah, that, that could be a huge possibility, man. Yeah. Um, that is what people thinking. That is what that's just like going on. And well, the only part of the trailer I didn't love, love, but I would have I would have changed some slight things to it is where I didn't I wanted to know how Ant Man was gonna get out of the thing by himself. You know? And he just apparently just get out normal. Um I thought they would have do like, oh, at the end of the trailer, you're gonna see him pop out of the van. Now. Yes, and yeah. That's why I don't do with the trailer. That's the only thing I would have changed. So instead of him, you see him at Avengers um, headquarters, I'd have it where he pop out of the van and you see the dust at the bottom now. Uh, and, you know, with the three of them now. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, right, like, right, know. right, yeah. I Something mean, like that. That's how I change it. And because a lot of people hate it. It's, it's, not, the, it's not the joke part to say or, or making it, oh, you're, you're undermining a funny thing. I didn't really have a problem with that. It's just, it's it clumsy in the way how, you know, it's telling that story now. That's what my yeah. problem with it. It's like, oh, he just get out of the thing by himself. How? How you do that? You know, yeah, you really yeah. get it. We always, you know, it was established in Ant You kind of needed help from the outside to come out. So I don't. Right. Know. Well, and, um, and for me, I, I think that when I do see that scene in real, it wouldn't be as as funny as as it kind of was well, in the trailer. Right, but I get a feeling it's supposed to because it's it's Scott Lang. He's supposed to be kind of jokey and at least Paul Rudd's version of it. Um, little things. Um, Shiri apparently has been dusted, unfortunately. Um, right, yeah, we see a bunch of other, like a little list of people when when thing was going trying to see Shuri's name. Everybody who missing, um, mm-hmm. Ant Man went missing, but well, 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 we know why. But Shuri apparently gone. Um, I um, mean, you know, to, uh, Peter and Tony gone missing from their perspective, uh, stuff like that. And I'd like to see what they're gonna do with it. But it, the big, the big highlight of the trailer was Tony Stark himself. I thought that was great, but it was doing it, yeah. Um, you really that he kind of at the end of you run here. I mean, I thought they will kill him like this in some kind of basic way, but you know, most likely you get rescued from somebody. Maybe yeah, most likely, capital. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, as, a, as a very powerful and poignant moment, though, and just to start off the trailer like that is excellent, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great shot how they color the scene, how it's it looking, how they set the mood for that. That was great. Um, mm-hmm. it's implied that Nebula is with him on the ship, but the thing is, Nebula could survive anyway, you know? so like, yeah, she can just watch Tony dead. You know? Like, like, <laughs> right, yeah. Don't, don't agree, don't um, I would like I don't, to see their relationship, you know, like yeah, on that ship. Together. Yeah. Um well else boy. I thought they would have shown more people like um briefing. Her. So mm-hmm. I, I uh um I thought right, you we know, forgot to mention Hulk though. Yes, Hulk is there. Well not well well Banner. 
Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, right. Yeah. Yeah, because we saw we saw him saying, Oh shit, you know, meet Spider Man and the man they just you know, he just find out about Spider Man, he go on missing. Yeah. Um no, but I, what I wanted to see, I wanted to see a couple more characters kinda of, uh, dong. And I wanted to see uh, Rocket. I kinda of see what what you know we got Rocket yeah, Rocket's yeah, all easy with stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I wanted to see. But you know, you know, as as you bring up that, it's it's that actually kind of makes sense in a way that they focus more on the Avengers. I just see a Make couple that, of yeah other marvel heroes but i do yeah. see what you mean because yeah um there's a shot of just what happened with rocket when you know seeing Groot, you know disappear right. you know what i mean I oh, shot yeah i want to see let's see how he had just had one shot on Evelo. i just want to see a quick shot of rocket just him sitting on a table or something whatever little yeah. stuff like that uh, just cool if he was actually oh. in the avengers compound to it that, that would be really yeah, exactly i, I wanted yeah. to see something like that so, yeah exactly just the he dare now he just did mm-hmm. so they set that up because we know war machines are alive stuff like that now um, let's see more people because the way it's looking like it's just Bruce Nathan, um, Steve, they alone, um, yeah. in the whole compound, in the whole compound, and empty, empty. And the way it's looking like if everybody in the compound working, they get dusted now, which statistically is unlikely, but whatever. Um, I really enjoyed, enjoyed what they did with the trailer. This is excellent. It didn't, didn't show anything, they didn't sell out anything. Um, they just established the situation. Um, yes, the last line, that's what I love about is, this, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the last line of cap is great. He's like, look, I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't work. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good line. And, uh, you know, he really, really, you know, dug around emotionally for this one. Now. I really like what he said. Uh, this is an excellent trailer for me. Um, you know, I, I, I would have preferred if they, they just changed to the little ending part with, with Iron Man. I'm sorry, not Iron Man, Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed that a little better. But that, that is about it. That's more really complete. I just like that they set up everything. And well, Hawkeye, of course, is a big, big thing for that too. I was like, right. oh, cool, they're doing Ronan. And it makes sense. Why they would be doing Ronan in this, at least in the context of this. And, well, we're already looking as if the entire thing kind of fucked up in terms of the world now, because, it, again, it's leftovers scenario now. Um, uh, one joke I told people how to do by now is um, uh, Clint Barton or, or Hawkeye as, as Bill Murray. I told you to do something like that. Oh, you know, okay. Um, so, zombie land. <laughs> No, lost in translation joke now. Because they're supposed to be in oh, Japan. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I uh, uh, thought you were talking about... Um, oh, gosh. Uh, remember, oh. remember Zombieland, you know, where, where the, yeah, the heroes Mar- they, yeah, run into the mansion and Bill Murray was there and, you know, you know, yeah. you know that, that bit. Hilarious. Yeah, okay. but I thought that's what you meant. Right. right. Nah, nah. Um, I was thinking lost in translation with Scarlett Johansson. That's the joke. I oh, right, all right, right. Now again. I guess okay. I'll be okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 if, if you could rate a trailer, it'll get IMAX, right? <laughs> yeah, for really sure, cool. for sure. It does yeah. what it, it does the job quite well. Anyway, yeah, and, and and like I say, that's just kind of repeating myself here. I know it may have some people out there who's like, yeah, it was good, but why did why did I have enough action in it for? Nah, nah, it doesn't need to. Look at what happened at the end of Infinity War. You, you yeah. have to show your heroes like down and out now. You know the lowest yeah. of the low. So, yeah. but one I, thing I, I like I, though, I, even though I could kind of guesstimate what will happen next. It really does right. set up a sense of where this where the story gonna go from here now. Like right. just the weight of what happened now. Like we could yeah, suspect yeah. and read comics and figure out what's gonna happen next, but it really does feel like like hey, we, this, this we could really solve all this in a in a movie time though. So that's why, yeah. you know, um all well, these you know, the, um, stuff was... online about the movie being more than two hours because yeah, it had to be. It had to be. That's the thing. I, I had a big um nude kind of nude speculation moment about this, and I I get the feeling that if the Russells really want to surprise us, they may not have the heroes solve this. You know, at least not in the way that we think. 
Um, and huh. my, my, my pet theory is, this is my fan theory of what I would do with it or how to really expand the universe in an interesting way instead of just, you know, making everything all neat, neat and, and tidy, which, which does, does imply what they might do. Like, okay, because you saw the Avengers logo being undusted, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, to me, what I, I would like to see is if they're not really solving this in any way that you expect, as in, well, um, it's implied, like, there's my, my guess that Thanos did solve the problem that everybody was talking about. Remember, everybody was complaining. Well, how come Thanos didn't, um, how come Thanos didn't make more for people? And it's quite possible that people aren't dead. That it's, what he did is create other universes and then send everybody else to other universes. That's what kind of happened. Oh, okay, to, to, to have balance in a way then. Right, so they, right, right, exactly. So there's a second universe and that's where Far From Home is about. He's, that Spidey is somewhere else. Is in another Earth now. Um, a parallel Ooh, almost. Okay, okay. So that part of whom thing might be. Maybe, not sure. Right, so you could create a second universe. And again, that kind of hints at, because I get the feeling that the writers kind of take a lot from, from um, uh, Leftovers. Leftovers. Right. Because in Leftovers, that, that was said by one of the characters. Something we didn't see, but one of the characters said, um, instead of from, from, there's another perspective where the, there is another earth that she went to. And in that earth, all the people who went, went missing was there. Um, so it, that's, a, that's a possibility that we might get there. Um, it's not right. that everybody sold stone or anything like that. But what it is, is that Thanos made a second universe, <laughs> right? And everybody's there, half, half. Um, they're not dead. Um, they're just gone, right? He, he actually did solve the problem that everybody was complaining about. As in, you know, why didn't make more for everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made more. Another universe. <laughs> that is what happened. That's my pet theory. It's a fan theory. Yeah. Wrong. Um, it, it, you know, I actually would prefer everybody dead, frankly, because emotionally it's stronger. But um, yeah, you know, they could do some shit like that. I don't know what they're going to do. So whatever. Yeah, it would be interesting because now you can open up the world in terms of where people are going to be going post um, Avengers 4 now, in terms of expanding the universe and, and having more options in terms of where they're going to go forward. Um, you could come up with all kinds of in- insane ideas and concepts going forward. That's about it. Yeah. I still love this trailer. Great. Loved it. Pretty yeah. hype for the film. Right. Yeah. It, it, it gave me enough. I could I could relax. I could wait until I next year, twenty nineteen. Yeah. See what what but happens next. Yesterday we were supposed to see something as well. Um, they did yes. release it, but we released it as we only released it in a, and I don't know. I haven't seen a leak, but I haven't I haven't made the effort to go see a leak. But I'm sure a leak is out there probably. Yeah, um, Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, right. Brazil's Comic Con. Um, yeah, but all <laughs> I'm just seeing is just like you know interviews with Tom Holland and. Cast right. that you know at the panel or whatever it is that that's all you like if you go up on YouTube that's all they're seeing really yeah um that's pretty much what the situation is but we from I understand there is no leak pussy and, and well it's the Brazil so I don't know if they control things I mean I, I don't want to make a Bolsonaro political joke of um fascism clamping down on tickets a little in bad taste I'd imagine <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah that so that trailer showed and i i really would love if somebody leaked it i mean if if it leaked and somebody and you could somebody could correct us that's fine but uh nope didn't see anything it seemed to be clamped down completely um tom holland was in brazil everybody was in brazil and yeah so yeah but oh. given the events of sorry well given what we saw with that end game trailer um yeah. I kind of wonder what we're gonna expect with this Spider-Man trailer. Like, it's, like it's gonna be dark, but I mean, what is it gonna say about? Um, well, as far as where Peter Parker is, you know what I mean? I, I think yeah. that's like a big question. But that, that's that's what people are saying that how it, they they solved the problem by in the movie now, and that, I don't know what going forward with that now. So, 
it, people just say, well, the will fix. But my thing is that it, to just fix the will from that is a kind of stretch now. Because even if you recover everything, I mean, I, I assume in Avengers, in Avengers 4, they're going to just, um, in Avengers 4, they're going to just fix almost everything as if it never happened. Um, which is something I really hate, but it's fine, whatever. Um, but this is interesting in that way now. Uh, how are they going to make it work and how are they going to say, all right, how, do, how are you going to make Spider Man play itself out like if this event didn't happen or if it's normal now? I don't know. What are they going to do now? That's why I have my pet theory of the parallel universe stuff. However, we will see. That really the events of uh, Homecoming going to be an Infinity War. Sorry, not going to be a parallel universe story. Um, maybe a Secret War something they might hint at. And then the real solution to this stuff might happen later. Now, or something like that. Because it's quite possible it might have an Avengers 5 um, to address all of this going forward. Now. I, I get the feeling that they may not resolve this in this movie. This is part two. Not part. That's that's the thing that I was telling myself that like not, not, like you're really can't solve this this such a a, a gargantuan event now and you're really gonna right. try to solve this in 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 right. one movie even if it clocks in at what three hours I I don't right. think so I don't think so we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah all right so sticking with trailers just 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 what other trailer we gotta talk about boy <sighs> Mortal Kombat eleven boy yeah yeah that's all God damn. <laughs> Yeah, that 21 Savage song, Immortal. Right. Would I ever thought in a million years that I would see a Mortal Kombat trailer set to 21? 21, <laughs> 21. But the song, yeah. no, it, it just fits with what's going on the trap beat and everything, and just how kinetic all the action is. Yeah. Um, yes. It's supposed to be in his album, which was supposed to come out, I think it was Friday. Last Friday times recording, but he pushed it back to I think it's the 21st or whatever. Um, I'll right. give it a look. So what I get each other. Not the biggest 21 Savage fan, but I'll give it a look. But um you probably wouldn't that blown away by it, but I yeah. admit though, that 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 fight scene between Scorpion and, and Raiden was kind of fucking brutal though. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's apparently <laughs> a zombie generation or something. I really know. I don't know. Yeah. And who's that second? Who's that second? Um, Scorpion that came in that do the you know um oh gosh the the read move and whatnot. Uh, what well, oh, this guy was Jeremy Scorpion, to see that maybe is a customizable character that you know kind of really customize the character. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it have, it have other characters in the in the. Well, Scorpion was part of a clan and it wasn't really. So it could be another Scorpion, it's fine. Like, it's another Yellow Ninja clan, whoever it is. Much like we have multiple Sub-Zeros in the storyline. Um, right. That's Scorpions, whoever. Um, but the, the, the thing is, there's a kind of generational kind of conflict. Because for me, when I hear Mortal Kombat, I don't think rap now. You think um, kind of techno music kind of stuff now. That is yeah, of course, you, you think the iconic but, theme song from the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And the movie, right? So, but whatever. It's like if a younger audience is enjoying it and it, it fits in with them in their head, cool. Right? It's fine. I don't really have a big issue. It is, I, I, I will admit I have not followed the Mortal Kombat mythos and law for a very long time. So same here. I mean, same I, here. I, I kind of watch a couple cutscenes online for a couple things to kind of guess and what's going on. But yeah, pretty much from since Mortal Kombat four, I don't really give a shit about this stuff. So it's like whatever. Well, uh, but yeah. to me is it's not, it's not like I I just kind of write off Mortal Kombat, and I mean I always love the game. It's just um, ever since you know Warner Brothers and um, I forget that other studio, Net, um, Nether Realms is Nether Realms Studios or whatever it is. Yeah, um, I just I just never got onto it though. I, I think it's just because I didn't have the console or consoles to play them. Right. 
Yeah, so like I surprised that that like Reed no give a shit anymore. Apparently, so he's not a good guy reading anymore as as the this trailer here kind of emphasizes. So I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I thought like how he handled Scorpio was just real brutal, but it was yeah. fun to watch it. I will not lie, but the comeback with that other Scorpion, excellent. I love that. I don't know. Well, for me, I I kind of doubt I'll get to play that game though. Um, I know it should be available for PC, but. Like my PC, well, my laptop can't play that shit. I, 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 sorry, I could, I could um, update uh, video drivers as much as I want to, but no, that shit really got not. run on my system. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, it's to me, you had to spend. Um, yes, just buy a new laptop. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what, I, what, what about you? You care to play it at all, or, or sorry? Well, what about you? You care to play it at all, or is just like, eh, whatever. Nah, yeah, I don't because I look, I have games like Sekiro and and you two to, to play. I really care about <laughs> Mortal Kombat. And I fight the games in general. I kind of can stop caring about a long time now. So whatever. Okay. I I kind of like to vent a little rage with with a fighting game or two. Just me. All right. So um, now we're gonna get to movies, right? So the the first one I'm gonna talk about is Leave No Trace. Um, this is directed by Deborah Granick, who directed a film that. I saw, I actually saw it in 2010, but because I, I don't know what the circumstance was, but I just never got around to it. I never got, um, never, it never stuck with me, right? Which is weird because I'm talking about Winter's Bone, right? right. Um, I don't know, maybe it was just the mindset I was in back then, but I just watched the show and I thought, okay, that was it. But I don't know, maybe I just kind of looked at it the wrong way. Yes, I know it had McGill, Jennifer Lawrence in it. That was before I even knew who she was. I was like, all right, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. But other than that, though, like I saw Winter's Bone, didn't really care for it. But I know it's a great movie. It's just that at the time, I just, I don't know, my mind was just in another place. I didn't pick up on how great it was. But anyway, um, so this movie here um, stars uh, your boy, Ben Foster. Okay. Last time I saw him was in, you know, um, our one of our favorite movies of 2016. Well, your favorite of 2016, um, Hello, High Water, right? Great performance right. there. And uh, also, it stars um, Thomasin McKenzie, uh, young actress as well, or well, young actress. I think she's like, well, she plays a 17-year-old character here. And the story pretty much centers be t- uh, around the two of them. Well, in this case, I think it realized she's 17, but she plays a 13-year-old girl or whatever it is. I'm not too sure, right? Yeah. So, um, Ben plays the, the character of Will, right? And um, his daughter is Tom. And when we introduce them in the forest, right, um, some random american forest and you know they're just living off the land you know they, they they're cooking there they just learning how to you know how to survive there right and it kind of seems as if like they just it's not like they were camping or anything like that it's just that it looked it feels like they were there for like a good period of time and then later on you learn that um yeah they actually were there for a long period of time so right. we kind of learn um later on in the show that uh, will was actually uh, Iraq war veteran, right? And he's suffering for PTSD. Right. So, because of that, every time he finds himself in, like, modern society, right? You know, just living in a house, being around people, especially being around people, he kind of feels this urge to just get up and leave now. Um, it's It sounds kind of corny, but, like, when you see it, it really is um, kind of sad to, 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 to see now. But it kind of makes sense given what's going on with him, right? And um, right. Tom right. is just kind of going along with it because, you know, well, he's a father. So she kind of had to stick with him and make sure that he doesn't get himself into any serious trouble. 
And this movie just basically follows their adventures, if you will, right? Um, and this is one thing that kind of threw me off guy with the show because, and I guess this is like the one big gripe that I had with the show. Like, I felt that there should have been like an actual narrative or like an actual story involved now, where it just feels right. almost like this kind of documentary. Like, look at this father and daughter and how they survive in the woods and how when they actually find themselves back into um, into the real world, quote unquote. It's hard for them to adjust, you know what I mean? So it has that kind of documentary style kind of feel to things. But I just always, uh, in the back of my mind, I was just kind of wondering, okay, what is the real story? Like, what's really going on? And I guess when you look at it, it's really more of a road movie than anything else. Like, if you're familiar with shows like, you know, Easy Rider, right? One of the greatest road movies ever made. Um, If you remember Into the Wild, which um, Sean Penn did. Loved that movie, but very, very underrated. I love that movie really love it but yeah it has that similar feel where it's a person who kind of rejects society for a reason and then just goes out into the woods to survive or just travels and learns things along the way but of course things there aren't easy as as, as well right so um in terms of will he kind of makes money by just selling um painkillers now um that you know what he uses as well to to you know keep himself seen and whatnot right and period periodically, sorry, they would go into this city. Like they would actually come out into the the highway and you know jumping into a bus. But it's mainly just to get groceries and stuff, just to come back into the bush, literally, and you know survive now. Um, but throughout the show, they they actually do encounter other people as well. Um, through a certain circumstance, which I won't reveal, they are brought back into society. Um, they're given a, a house to stay in, but like about a day or two afterwards. Will is just like, no, this is not for me. I, I have to go, right? And Tom being the, you know, the daughter and just being so concerned for father, she just kind of tags along, right? And all through the show, you know, every there um, there always be people that kind of ask her, like, what's going on with your dad? What's wrong with him? But she just kind of doesn't want to answer that question, right? So it's really up to the viewer to kind of pick up, piece together what's going on. Right. So um, great things about this show. Really great things about this show, right? Um, cinematography is fantastic right um especially the outdoor shots the um the forest the forested area um scenes look excellent they look gorgeous really really beautiful um the performances especially from from ben foster um excellent throughout the board um uh, across the board i have a i have a sneaky suspicion that ben could get an oscar nom for this but yeah. you know it's very subdued very you know nuanced his performance you know he doesn't see a lot but you know you could just see in the way how he moves and the way how he looks at people or acts especially when his daughter tries to reach out to him it's, it's really sad to watch though but kind of fascinating as well um and speaking of the daughter i thought that thomason did an excellent job just playing the um in her role i should say um yes yeah. some have seen her in a movie as well one thing though is that i believe well she's not american actually um she is from new zealand so okay. there are a couple of moments where her american accent will kind of slip a bit like she yeah. wouldn't sound okay. full australian slash new zealand ish or whatever but it doesn't sound like actual american it doesn't sound like american accent has a kind of twang to it in a way right it's kind right, of weird, right. but when you hear it, you'll understand it. it kind of yeah, yeah. That's the general issue with American accents. Like, because most people don't understand how actual American accents sound like internationally. Yes. You yes. tend to get familiar with it. But once you're, if you're even marginally familiar with how many different dialectics, you just start to notice, wait, what? What, what are they speaking about? Like, probably the, the number one 
culprit, repeat offender, is, you know, we boy from Walking Dead, right? Uh, uh-huh. Rick, yeah, middle, yeah. Middle Mr. Andrew Lincoln himself, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's like number one, number one. Um, Carl. You know, Carl. <laughs> but you're not sure where, like, where that's from, and it sounds really weird and strange when you think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I can imagine to somebody who's not familiar with any kind of American accent whatsoever, you'll be like, well, whatever. He's just some guy from South. <laughs> right, he's South, right? That is it. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, well, um, and a good thing I bring up that because, like, I really wasn't sure what <laughs> what accent <laughs> it was supposed to be. Because the, the yeah. story is, is set mostly, well, well, at least where they were staying at actually was a public park, actually, in um, in Oregon, right? So right. it's, like, deep down in the woods there where, like, it may have one or two people just there uh, setting up camp or, you know, doing some forestry work or whatever like that. But, right. like, I don't know Oregon accent, but I know, like, some of the other side characters had that kind of, you know, kind of southern accent, but to them, like the two leads, it was a little hard trying to p- pick what accent. Well, is the new? Is new? We live in a new age. Is that new transatlantic problem no? where something that you think is a flat approach is supposed to be normal speech, but no one actually speaks like that? You know, yeah. it's like what New Zealanders going through, or what transatlantic accent was back in the days. Um, is that same problem? It's like you just enter a new state, a new version of that, no? where you have these general southern accents, quote unquote. Just right. to have a, it's more like a, it's more like a, a, just a narrative shorthand more than anything. Nothing meant to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Well, the last movie that did accurate accents, I would argue, was that movie um, with William Dafoe in Florida. Um, oh, um, the, Flo- the Florida Project. Right. That was it. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. that was, from what I understand, that was reasonably accurate. Um, and I think um, this one who, who did um, Spring Breakers, I think that was okay too, from what I understand. Oh, um, oh gosh. How many. I was forgetting right. his name, Cody, you know, whatever his right. name is. But right. I, I actually read Spring Breakers. Eh? I know a lot of people, like, some people don't like it, but I, 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 I fuck it up. I fuck it up with it. Yeah. Right. But um, it's really the chemistry between the two of them, though, because just from the opening shot with them, you just buy into the fact that they are father and daughter. The moments, a lot of poignant moments with them, you know, you really do feel that bond between the two of them. And I really felt it more for, for Tom, though, just having to kind of go through her life you know basically seeing seeing what her father's going through and you, you know what i mean you can't really do anything about it it's ha- it, it like she kind of just makes this decision early on that just had to let him be you know what i mean and that's really a tough call and especially um someone her age just doing that just making that call like you know what i mean you know like you would think that the, the movie would have um, be spent on her trying to get her father well you know trying to do something but it's just like it seems like things have been tried before but it's just how um, nothing has worked out. Now. It's just this is where he's at right now, and I guess there's no way out of it. So that's how to kind of deal with it now. You know what I mean? And just thinking about that just makes the film all the more powerful. Just the fact that there is no hope for this guy. He just has to keep on moving, right? Um, really sad to think about now. Um, but yeah, but for me, as far as the gripe go, like I said before, is that I, I felt that there should have been like an actual story involved instead of just looking at the experiences of these people, you know what I mean? Like, I did not go in expecting a road movie. Like, say, like, if you've seen Easy Rider, you know that there is, there, like, there is a narrative, but it's very yeah, skeletal now. It's very yeah. kind of here or there. It's just, like, they go from one place to the next and they experience things, and that's the narrative. And that's what this movie really does now. That same kind of road movie kind of vibe. Um, another thing, though, like right now on Rotten Tomatoes, this currently has a hundred percent rating. This has a approval rating of a hundred percent. So I was like, all right, kind of 
I kind of had this. I had my expectations lower. And yes, I do get it is a really, you know, it is a fantastic movie. Yeah? No denying, despite the fact that I wish that there was a actual or I should say a stronger narrative. But um, a lot of people like really hype this show up now. Uh, what was even weird too is that Universal actually um, distributed this film now. Like, I thought it would have right. been like some E24 or some kind of smaller company involved. But Universal though. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, so overall for me, while I will not say that it is the best or one of the best shows I've seen for the year, um, I would say it is one of the, the more unforgettable shows I've seen in 2018. So okay. it for sure it will be in my honorable mention. I can't really put it in my top 10 or 18 for that matter. Maybe just because, like I said before, I just expected actual story, but it was just like, you know, go to one place, the next experience, experience, that's the movie. But it's really about the, the mother, uh, sorry, it's really about the father and daughter. That's that's the, the, the core element of the movie. And yeah, it really makes for a rather poignant, rather sad, but really in, intriguing and yeah, kind of fascinated film overall. So uh, for me, I give this a decent four to five. Um, I will not say that it's that it is an overhyped movie, but like I don't know for me personally, I can't say that. Oh well, this is the best movie of 2018. I honestly can't say that. That's not to say that the movie is terrible, and that, that's right. not to say that if you see it, you um you won't like it. But it's just for me personally, I just wanted more story out of it. That that's just me. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out though. Keep your expectations low though. Go in with the okay, this is gonna be the greatest movie ever. No, it's it's fine. You know and I mean, it's really uh, I don't wanna say hard running, but a really emotional character piece, if you will. So yeah, if you like those kind of things, then yeah, give um, give this this give this movie a look. Nice, cool. Right now, speaking of oh, best movie of twenty eighteen. So now we talk about the writer, boy. Um, and this yeah, is yeah. one that a lot of people, lots of people were saying it's one of the year's best, like top three, you know, number one best, you know what I mean? All all that good shit, right? Now, um, this is directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, this is the first movie I've ever seen from her. Um, yes, she is Chinese um, and she has lived in the States for some time. Um, she did bring out a, a, a feature um, a while back called Songs My Brother Taught Me, but I just never got around to um, to seeing that, right? So the movie, in a nutshell, involves um, the character of Brady, right, who is played by... The character is Brady Blackburn, and he is played by Brady Jandrow. Jandrow. Um, if I got the name wrong, forgive me, right? Um, he lives with his uh, father, Wayne, um, Wayne, who is played by Tim Jandro, and his younger sister Lily, who is played by Lily Jandro, right? And yes, they are a real family, right? Real, you know, real father, real, real, um, real sister, right? So that's that's one thing that really caught me by surprise, guy. I, I really picked up on it um, through the end credits. Guy just thought right. it was just actors in a film. It's like no, it's actual, actual family members playing this family here, right? So nice. Brady is um. Well, he yeah. Well, basically, he was in the rodeo circuit, right? He was involved in the rodeo circuit. He has a passion fit, you know, um, just like a few of his other friends who he hangs out with, smokes weed, and you know, just reminisce about, you know, just being young, growing up in that in that cowboy slash rodeo lifestyle. But what happens is that um, one day um, he ends up getting um, he ends up getting a hoof to the head, basically, 
by wow. um by well one of those horses there, right? Well, the horse that he's supposed to be riding, basically. And because of that, he has again a plate in his head, a metal plate in his head, right? And throughout the show is just him kind of dealing with that, dealing with the, you know, um, the physical wear, uh, wearing down of his body, you know, and whatnot. Him trying to stay sober, if you will. Um, but really, it's about him trying to get back on the saddle, if you will, right? So you know, his dad would tell him, you know, well, you made a mistake. Why you want? Why? Why? Why you actually want to go back and do that for? You know, it was it was a mistake from day one. But he would, but um, Brady would come and say, well, no, you kind of tell me to be a man, you know, be a cowboy. You know what I mean? Um, his sister Lily um, has autism, and I'd, yeah. I'd like to think that in real life she does because um, she doesn't come off as an actress playing an autistic girl. She really does sound and look as if she does have autism, right? And it really is it's really quite uh, captivated to see her on screen. Uh, even though, yeah, it is the autistic character, but it just makes for some really hot woman moments. But um, the show, what what I, what I really love about the show here is that it just kind of shows, well, all right. You, so first off, right? So I wouldn't call myself knowledgeable or a huge fan in terms of like rodeo stuff right like i know little to nothing of these things i always think that it's just some kind of you know archetype of just that western lifestyle now right so i wouldn't look at a guy you know on this horse moving up and down bucking and all that kind of stuff for like 12 13 seconds and think it was like the greatest shit ever right but this movie really, really sets up to kind of make you understand why these these guys do do that. You know what I mean? And it's not cheesy or corny. You really do understand. Um, it really reminds me a lot of like, see the wrestler, for example. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the thing I was just thinking of that now. Yeah. I remember watching it a lot. I didn't get a chance to see this movie myself, regrettably. Uh, but that was I was thinking. I was thinking just like a whole somewhat conservative subculture of the American. W- Midwest, uh, yes, uh, yes. American life, and then you get to see a really grounded, grinded down version of what that should be. Um, yes, yes. It, it got immediately reminded of that. Yeah. When I see the Yeah, and and the movie really does feel like 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 the wrestler dread. Um, right down. Well, especially in the point in the in the fact where um, Brady himself realizes that shit. Well, um, we 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 run out of money here, dread. So I had to go and look for a job. Being to be a job I like, but. I kind of had to do it just to, just to keep busy, you know what I mean? Until, you know, um, I could get back on the saddle, basically. There's even a moment where he um, where he, he ends up, like, learning how... Well, sorry, not learning. He ends up, like, teaming this wild horse, though. And I didn't even know about this till after I watched the movie, right? So right. there's a scene, right, where Brady is teaming this horse, right? And the way how it's done, like, I didn't even know that Brady is a real dealer, I just thought that he was an actor, right? I seen this guy, like, doing this thing with the horse, right? Now, of course, when he had to think about, you know, animal training and all that kind of stuff, it's not like he could tell the horse, okay, do this, do that, you know, move away from the, from, the, from the human, or do this, or kick your legs and all that kind of stuff, right? It's a horse, right? So it has to be difficult. But you're watching this thing and you're seeing this guy kind of, like, it really, like, you really get it, the, the, um, the, you really understand that this this horse is 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 wild, right? There's no there's no um, sugar coated. The, the the horse is wild. There's no animal training involved, right? And then you see this guy who you assume is an actor doing what he can to to ease it, to tame it, basically. Right. 
And like in my head, I tell myself, all right, but this real real though, because this can't be acting. It's only later when I learned that um that was actually real dread. Like okay, they well. literally went to a ranch, right? And Brady offered to wife uh, to, to the horse, right? So the director is all right. She just let the camera roll for like 40 minutes, like two takes it took, right? And right. he just cut it up in such a way that it looks like it takes him probably one like about 20 minutes just to team that one horse. Right, right, right. But it's how realistic it plays. Or then, then like I say, to realize the, um, that, oh shit, it did happen. Yeah, she do, she does take a, she do a wise man approach to it now, which is like, yeah, yeah. just do real but you cut it to form a narrative. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just blown away by that there. And this, all right, so let me just get it great out of the way, boy. Uh, um, the lead, Brady Jandro, boy. This man is no actor, Jed, but my God, I was, I was sold on his performance, Jed. I was sold, Jed. Right. So it's almost like, like, kind more documentary approach, like how, um, like what I said with Leave No Trace, but it literally is in a way like when it really take about it, it's real people, and that just added this extra dimension, this extra layer, if you will, to the movie that that I don't know, just made me love this movie even more. Yes, I really do love this movie. Um, for one thing, just yeah, just the realism of the acting or just the characters involved. You know what I mean? Um, whether it's the dad, whether it's the 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 little, well, the um, the sister, and the lead himself. You know, um, seeing his journey. You know, basically him wanted to get back on his saddle, but then but him kind of happened to, to dial back and realize, well, look, if I go back there, I don't know what gonna happen. I might, you know, lose my life again. You know what I mean? So I kind of had to play the, uh, do the nine to five, you know what I mean? Even though I don't like it. Um, there is a couple, there, there were, sorry, a couple of powerful moments where he uh, meets a friend of his, a bull rider by the name of Lane, right? Who is playing by Lane Scott. And um, right. what happened is that he get hurt as well. What happened is that he ended up being paralyzed, so he can't speak. So what he does, he kind of communicates by spelling out words with his hands now, Right. Um, so right. there's like two or three moments where Brady would go to the hospital and talk to him, right? And like I would once again, I was telling myself, all right, this can't be an actor playing this paralyzed person. Maybe it is, but when I saw the name Lane Scott, I like, but this 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 had to be a real person. This really should. This really could have happened to him. You know what I mean? So is that kind of tightrope basically between what you, if 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 what you're seeing is real or not you know really made the film so much more impactful like it really felt like you're watching real characters and for all you know they are real people um and it's just how they're dealing with this um even brady seeing lean you know hospitalized and stuff like that and feeling sorry for him like really sorry for him right and one moment he was driving and he stops the the van and he just starts crying and stuff really really gut punch of a moment right but still, deep down inside, even in Lane's heart and all too, there's still that that cowboy spirit in them. Now. Like you just, you really want to jump back on the side. You really want to ride that horse. You know, even yeah. though you know two things: one, how dangerous it could be, and two, how kind of um, I don't want to say irrelevant, but just how I don't want to say archaic neither. But just yeah, the the age of the cowboy kind of deadness. So what? You know, it kind of doesn't make sense now, like when you think about it, to kind of live that life, you know, to be a cowboy, to jump on that horse and ride out to the plains and all that kind of stuff. But it's part of that subculture anyway. That's what they, yeah. they, they grew up into. They're born into that. 
So it's really hard for them to kind of leave that life now, you know? I thought that was like a really, really powerful, you know, layer in this movie, right? Um, the cinematography for this is fantastic as well. It has this kind of Terrence Malick kind of feel to things where, yeah. you know, it's about, you know, um, the sun, the, the sunlight and, you know, just the nature shots, basically. So I love that. Um, also, just from an emotional standpoint, you really do feel what Brady is going through. Because, like I say, he loves that life. But, but once again, he has to kind of live the reality that, hey, this thing not going to pay my bills now. But I still love it, you know what I mean? So yeah. while the, the message of it, you know, you probably would have seen in, in hundreds of other uh, movies or TV shows before, it still rings true. It's still a powerful one, which is quite simply, don't give up on your dreams. You may yeah. you may end up losing something out of it, you know what I mean? Hopefully you would lose your life, but still don't give up on your dreams, man. And I, I that was really a powerful message. Cause like, sorry, but <laughs> if I were true or he were true and get a hoof to my head, I'd have quit. Yeah. But like I say, born into that life, Trudy, you, you can't get out of that, no matter how hard you try, you know what I mean? So just in terms of just establishing that subculture, that life. Um, you know, just wanted to be the, the cowboy and that sort of social outcast or outlaw. Yeah, it, it really does work here. You really do buy into it. And I wouldn't say like I into, you know, that cowboy or bro culture it is, but yeah, I really did feel it, you know what I mean? And that's credit, where credit is due to, you know, the, the, the script, which is written by Chloe as well, you know, and just the strong direction and just the way how she takes these who I assume aren't all um, real actors and just really flesh them out as real characters, you know what I mean? So yeah, I I love this movie, Jed. I really do. I was I was I actually do. surprised by how invested I was in a story about a rodeo uh, or a, a rodeo rider or a bull rider, or whatever you want to call it. Like I don't really care about that kind of stuff now, but the movie made me care. The movie made me give a shit to the point where I was like, yeah, you you need to get back on that saddle, Jed. Like because. Yeah, I understand what this thing means to you now. You know what I mean? I really do. So, yeah, for me, this gets a strong four out of five, man. This is going to be nice I'm a top ten for sure. This wow. is one of the best movies of the year. Um, it may slip behind people's readers. Just, I, I guess it's because it's Sony Pictures Classics is a distributor. I'm not saying that they don't distribute movies well, but I only heard of this movie through like, reviews. So I didn't even I, see the right, trailer I, for it. I, I didn't really know what to expect in this movie. You I, know? It's been about a while now and it was just always on my list but I've already picked it off and it's only when you, you talk you say you was going to do it to remind me oh yeah this movie existed. And yeah. it some noise this year that it was really hard to keep track of a lot of stuff. But yeah I'm glad I'm glad I know it back on my radar so I'll definitely be checking this one out. Yeah. Um. And this last well there's a couple more things that I was really surprised that this movie lived up to the hype though because once again then a four star and five star reviews, you know, best movie in the year. So I was like, all right, about about a guy riding horses, really? And I watched yeah. it like, well, yeah, because <laughs> I I cared. I really did care about these characters, so you know what I mean? And yeah. the way how just the, the mood of it, you know, so it's not all downtrodden and sad, even though there are some sad moments. But there is some hope, you know what I mean? You do really feel what it is to, to you know to have that kind of cowboy spirit inside of you. So, yeah, I bought into that. So, um, yeah, for me, this is going to be on my top 10 list for sure. Um, Oscar buzz, quite possibly. I would, yeah, I would love if Chloe gets nominated for Best Director for this. This, like, that would be a huge achievement for her, though, right? Um, but as far as, like, other stuff go, maybe a Best Cinematography, 
who knows maybe a best actor for um, for Brady and that's for just playing himself basically although I, I really do need to look up and see if that thing what happened to his head really did happen eh? Once again, I have to buy into all this thing really being really right, real now, you know, or really happening now, you know. But I have to do my little homework and see if how true this show is, right? But other than that, though, this is a definite must see. Don't skip out on this. See this as soon as you can. Um, if you don't, if, if, if you end up not being able to, I have a feeling that come Oscar season, you'll be hearing about this show for sure. So, yes. by all means, definitely check out the writer. But not least, by Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll let you I'll let you do synopsis duty, but um, just wanna kick things off right by saying first off, um, the Jungle Book adaptation right with John Favreau did, um, right. back in 2016. So, yeah. It yeah. was actually one of my favorite movies of 2016. I had it on my top ten list. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I love how. I don't want to say seamless, but I love the the live action animation how they just came together right in this film. Um, right. Great voice acting, of course, from Bill Murray, um, Idris Elba, uh, Christopher Walken, McGill, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson with a sexy voice <laughs> playing Car. You know what I mean? Um, and I want to talk about Car and who they got to play Car, but I'll get to that in a bit, right? So yeah, totally enjoyed that movie, but. It's just like I think it was late last year, early this year. I saw the trailer for this one here, Mowgli: Legendary Jungle. And I was surprised because I was like, "But we had a we had a Jungle Book movie before. Was this?" Right. But then later on, I learned that oh, well, this movie was made around the time when Jungle Book was being made. So they right. so Warner Brothers had to shelve it, and oh well, you know, um, Netflix being the juggernaut that it is, and well, being the media juggernaut that it is, and um. I, I guess being kind of generous to Andy Circus, who directed the film, say, yeah, yeah. Let me, we put it out on the platform, let's see how people take it. We might put it out, we put it out in theaters, limited, of course, because I don't think people would have seen it, which yeah. you'll get into. But um, yeah, we'll put it out on Netflix and see how it works. But the thing that makes this thing all the more funny, right, is not, it's not just that, it's not just that um, Disney put out the Jungle Book movie the same year that Circus and Warner Brothers are going to put out theirs, right, which is a, which is a which is a hard look, eh? a huge hard look, right? But is that a mere few weeks before this movie came out on Netflix, we got the teaser trailer for Lion King, Jen. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I love what I've seen here. Well, we didn't talk about it here on Bears, Beats, and Bailey, but um, totally impressed by the trailer. Love the the realism of the of the characters and whatnot. 
Um, still had to hear Donald Glover be, be Simba, but that is, well, we we'll hopefully we'll hear that next year at some point in time. But it's just that John Favreau doing this thing again with Disney, you know, taking, yeah. you know, a much beloved animated movie and adapting it, you know, with, with anim- um, you know, with top notch um, vis- um, CG and whatnot. But this is like literally two years after Jungle Book. And here, now we have Mowgli and Andy Suka saying, hey, remember me from from War the Planet of the Apes? You know, that movie yeah. that everybody loved and Momo Cap and all that stuff. Remember me? So, here's my movie. And yeah, we got it. We checked it out. So, Ricardo, what is Mowgli Legend of the Jungle about? Uh, right, so it's, it's about uh, a man cub. Yes. Uh, this person... This boy child orphan by Shekan. Well, uh-huh. Shekan is a big tiger, big old mean tiger in the jungle of India. Not sure uh-huh. what part of it doesn't clear to me. It's never established where the it is. Yeah, but we know it's in And basically, he kills his mom, kills his parents, and he gets uh, picked up by a black panther. Yes, a, a, a panther. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, by uh, well, by name of Bagheera, he comes and offers him to be taken care of by the wolves, and he, you know, but basically vouches for him to be raised by the wolves and then be taken care of in the law of the jungle. And well, you know, it's a big well, it's a big narrative of this boy going through this war jungle and his identity as not 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 a man, or you don't consider himself a man, but not a wolf either. Um, that's the story. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Matthew, I really wanted to like this, but boy, this shit didn't work at all, good. <sighs> I, I, I wanted to like this thing too. Eh? I wanted you know to like it as well. Me? You know what but... you remind me about this? Um, it reminds me of Warcraft. Oh, really? Okay. In terms of like, way boy, this, this could be really good, you know, but just not gelling together at all, good. And that's what it reminds me of in that sense of, of it, everything there. But it just not, you know, more, you know, what you call less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, that is what happened here, Jordan. It, it it have good tear and it have good take. And then one of the big problems, the biggest problem, I think I don't know what it is, eh? Because you could tell the budget gets slashed halfway, you know, and oh. you get a feeling that to kind of rush this to the end, and so the CG not looking too hot, and because it come out after Jungle Book, which looked polished and well finished. This just fall by the wayside now, in that yeah. sense. Now. So all the CG look kind of bad, like really bad at times. So that take me out of it now, because that is a big seller of the movie. And I get the, the aesthetic and the, the look of it, so it's much less nice and much more gritty than um, the Disney film. But you can't help but compare it to the Disney film. Yeah, I know, I know. A big problem for me with this. And... You know, I had so much things I wanted to like in it because I was liking the voice acting. I was liking the real nasty look at all the animals because they're trying to go for that matted, nasty look at the animals now. Like how animals look in nature now. Yeah. You know, blood and they're looking sweaty and, and little flies and, you know, they're kind of wet all the time and they ain't clean now. It's like when your dog come home from, like if your dog run away for a while and come back home and look instinct now. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I get what he was going for, eh? In terms of the violence and everything, not nice. But it just... And the script is not the worst script ever. But it just didn't gel. And then, yeah. because everything felt... That's why I'll say everything. Everything just felt unfinished. Um, with it. 
not horrible, not the worst thing ever, not hot garbage or anything like that, but just everything just felt unfinished with this. And right. that is what it's a little unfortunate, heartbreaking kind of film because, like, wait, this could have been really good if they get a chance to, you know, if it had a like, if it had this point, a little extra 20 million and they get extra little bit of time to do this, it could have been really good. But I don't know, boy, this didn't work at all. <laughs> I didn't like it. It just fell flat for me. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so so you were saying that it reminded you of Warcraft, right? Now, right. I was trying to remember any name. Um, okay, actually, it now came to me. <laughs> actually, while I'm talking here, right? So the movie that it reminded me of, actually, weird, oddly enough, right, was Pocahontas. So I'll tell you why. So, right, um, right, yeah. Right, right, so yeah, remember 995 yeah. Pocahontas, right? And yeah. I don't know, maybe I, I just real old, but yeah, I don't remember way, 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 way back and I realized, well, you know, that's not how the story actually went, you know, you know, they just deviate so much from history because you just had to make a Disney movie, man, right? And I think that there was a live action movie that came out around that time, it did before, after, that was about her, but I know that Terrence Malick, yes, bringing up um his name again, did The New World, right? Which is a movie right. that I've always been meaning to, to watch, because I always watch, kind of watch pieces, but I just never got around to it. Yes, I know it's great, but I just never got around to it, right? Um, right. That And one of the characters in it is Pocahontas, right? So my point yeah. is, you have the Disney version of Pocahontas, and then you have the real Pocahontas, right? So when I was watching yeah. this show here, I was like, all right, this is not the Disney Jungle Book. This is not the 1967 animated film or the right. 2016 one. This is not Bare Necessities, you know. Um, right. You know, break it down into song and whatnot, Jungle Book. This is trying to be close to the um, to the source material as possible. I never read it, but I hear that the material is dark. I like, all right, okay. So I kind of get from like a you know from a production standpoint, or just from a creative standpoint, they want to kind of stay true to that, right? Right. You know, yeah, the Disney was like, all right, cool. So nobody doing live action, or maybe there was one before. I can't remember. I think that there was a Jungle Book before the 2016 one, but whatever, right? Point is, and the circus so Alain is like, all right, well, I, I, I kind of like this book here. I like the darkness of it. I want to capture that because the movies I, I tend to start in are dark, right? Lord Rings, yeah. the Apes trilogy, all that stuff, right? So cool. And then there's the other cover say. Yeah, well, you know, we we you know you know you know people just 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 like we could only put out these beloved animated movies on home media for so long. Let me let me actually make it live action in a sense now, right? And bam, right, right. Jungle Book, right? And I guess Annie was like, ah, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it really does well, feel I, like that. Like I, we had like, ambition, well, I, um, but it was just I, um, a miseffort. No, right. So I um. I was aware of this narrative of in the sense of uh, he was kind of angry that, that Disney was going to put it out because he knew that they would have just... He didn't want the other Disney-fied version of it now because he thought they would have just do the same thing now. This yeah. nice, nice version. He wanted people to have the quote-unquote real version of um, what Kipling wanted to do in terms of the story. What yes. the original Kipling story is. And I appreciate... I like that because it, it, there's a lot of... Um, like a lot of British culture in the 20th century, and uh, we're going to white man's burden stuff. Right? That's not really what it's about. But uh, you know, there's a lot of British culture that a lot of people really romanticize, and I think what is worth talking about in terms of that 
you know, respect on that aesthetic, that that feel of what British culture was in the 19th and 20th century, and how people think, think about the world, how the sensibilities of the world are, um, again, ignoring the racism. <laughs> um, but it, I get where you was going for. And, you know, I, I really like Andy Circus. I like how you just think about a lot of projects. I think yes. he's a, actually a creative guy. And, and there's a lot of great vision here. Yes, know, yes, it, there is, there is. It's like, a lot of it felt like a lot of those old paintings of the book and the old, like you get what it, especially that last shot. With yeah, Red oh Red yes, 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 which, which is spoiling yeah. the trailer, that's all I'll say. But, yeah, 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 right, yeah. And, but it, it, you get what he was going for with this. Like, I, I like that what he was going for. And I could see somebody really liking this. But it just didn't gel together. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, boy. Like, but, so, while I was watching this show, I was telling myself, all right, so if the 2016 Jungle Book didn't exist, right? And this movie came out in, in Sedna. Um, would people have actually enjoyed it, though? And, like, while uh, I was watching, I was like, well, if, uh, all right, if, there's, if there's the some things in it that they would like, but then again, no, some things that would just kick them out entirely. No, no, no. If it got the chance to be a little more polished, you know, fix the edit a little bit, and then have finish the CGI and have the CGI look as polished as what the, 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 um, the Disney film was, because because somebody somebody CGI is better than or at least the aesthetic or what it was going for better in my opinion I prefer this than somebody Disney stuff, but this came out too late and because this didn't add anything new to the table, it I it it, it does fall a lot, a lot a lot for me because it doesn't yeah. really add anything new to the table from a special effects standpoint now because like we don't see this you know that that's the problem and you yeah, can't help but think that when you're watching this movie you can't help it. You've exactly. seen this before, yeah. You've seen the, the forested, um, you know, um, establishing shots. You've seen the rivers. You've seen the yeah. animals well, the walking and talking and stuff. You've seen that before. Yeah, the big thing is the animals. And I'll admit, if the, the film didn't come out, I would have probably really liked this. If they, they, at least if they polish it a little better, I'd have probably really liked this movie. Probably. Yeah, but or... about that, about that, right? So here's the problem, though. Like, while I, while my head outside myself... Maybe people would have accepted it if it came out twenty sixty. Maybe I would have, but yeah, <sighs> the tone, boy. Yeah, I talk about that tone. So for me, being my age, I I got the dark tone. I understood where it was geared at with it. It's yeah. way more dark than, of course, the the twenty sixteen movie, which was yeah. dark. There was some dark movies, especially with Cheer Cat, I forget, right? I forget, which, um, um, I forget which uh thing I was thinking of as well, where it was quote unquote closer to the book. But being closer to the book itself kind of suffered, like the original material. I think it was Tarzan had this problem as well. Um, oh, um, oh gosh, that that yeah, Tarzan, that legend of Tarzan movie Tarzan. that I, I I skipped out on. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was terrible because it was they decided to just decide, oh well, we're going to do this grounded approach that was kind of similar to some of the early Tarzan material, where and then they decided to do this whole historical revisionist kind of aspect of making yes. it accurate and it's about you know, King Leopold and all that bullshit. And I was like, yeah, all you missed the point, though. But exactly. that film's kind of boring and, and, and lame. This one at least had some focus. And it, it made mistakes of focusing on some things that I wouldn't have focused on. Um, but that's about it. I didn't... I didn't, yeah. I didn't again, I didn't... The script, the script and the, the screenplay is a little weak, too, in terms of, like, some of the delivery. And because the special effects not helping, because, again, some of that interaction with Mowgli and the animals was looking kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the visuals in a bit, right? But um, but yeah, but for me, yeah, but for me though the tone by, I, 
like I, I sorry, like like if you like if you plan like if you like if you are kids, right? And you, you tell them, oh, you know, Mowgli, you know, new movie, you know what I mean? But, and then they go ask, but did we see this two years ago? And be like, yeah, but it's on Netflix, fucking whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the parents will be custody kids or whatever. Um, kids will be scared shitless by this. That's all I had to say. But the content in it is so yeah. dark, right? Not too dark that that is like, you can't watch it or it's like Ari to do whatever. No, it's, it's friggin' animals, right? Fighting yeah. amongst each other, what that. But it's to the point that I imagine some kids will just be scared by this trend. Now, yeah, like, for example, like a couple of Real, moments involving Carnal too with the, the, the Python. Yeah. I know it just like like make kids like piss their pants trend. Like it's yeah. just that it's dark. Real, I mean. It's real grimy. I, I because I was yeah. like, that hyena character. We're seeing flies and the full looking like mattered yeah. up. <laughs> I was like, good. God. Really? A lot of like, blood. The blood looking really. Yeah. Yeah, I like way way. It's more plants in the than anything. I was like, oh, you <laughs> I I enjoyed that. I I actually like that a lot. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, but now, boy, it was like way way. This how I grinded. <laughs> I yeah. Did so, right. So from from an aesthetic, I get. I really do. I really do get where they're coming from. I really do appreciate. It's the jungle. You're not gonna romanticize yeah. everything like how. I mean, let's face it. That's what the 2016 movie did. It made it all romantic. Right. You know? It was about. You know, sun. You know this. Um, oh gosh, flora and fauna, and not right, about right. dangerous animals that could kill you, right? Whatever. But um, they they do kind of go for that, and I think that's the, that's the, the tonal shift that that just threw me off now. Like I don't see this should be entirely dark. You you want to have that story. You want to have that character that we care about. So you know the first few moments. You know when when um when Mowgli grows into the the pack and whatnot. You know, it makes for some really genuine moments now. But yeah. they just, it's, he kind of switched to dark. And then it's almost like, well, we got to be dark. We got to stay dark because this is what's going on. And then there's a, a subplot which caught me completely uh, off guard. I was assuming that is because it's based off the other books in the Jungle Book series, whoever it is, where he finds himself in the actual village where we only saw yeah. glimpses of in the, in, the, um, in the 2016 movie. Yeah, I actually like those moments. That's when things started to get a little bit more lighthearted. Um, I see McGill uh, freed up into. I was like, "Hey, she in yeah. this movie? So looking yeah, yeah, fine as yeah. hell. All right, cool." Um, but unfortunately, though, they they, they kind of. But then it just go dark again. There's one scene though. One scene involving um, a, a a friend, if you will, of um, of Mowgli. And when you see what happened right. to him, I was like, "Wow, that 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 gonna that's that's really gonna depress the shit it's out dark. of kids watching this movie, boy. Jeez, boy." Um, on the subject of that, there is a character, um, uh, basically this this hunter, this game right. hunter, um, Matthew, yeah, John John Lockwood, that's his name. He's played by Matthew Rice or Reese or whatever you call it, right? Reese didn't really do much with him, and the way how yeah, they kind of end his arc though was like, really, what? That's it? What? Mm. But now we had to get to editing, right? No, I'm not gonna spoil this part. This right? Well, actually, this is a minor spoiler. So. Game Hunter have this big gigantic elephant tusk, right? And all of a sudden, Mowgli discovers it. Next scene is him actually going back to the forest. They don't even show him establishing running with the with the tusk, right? It's just him in front of one of the big elderly elephants, and yeah. he just puts back the tusk. And I was like, "But wait, I, 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 I'm missing something here." So I don't know. Like in the back of my mind, I tell myself, "Wait, they had to cut something out, though." Something was cut, Jay, because you, you can't just be from can't be in this one room with this tusk 
and then all of a sudden you back in the, in the forest talking to your, your 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 brethren like hey you know and them like we need you back because Shere Khan is taking over like what happened something yeah. happened and they just cut it out there so yeah and it was a little sloppy here or there um the voice acting is is great especially from you know Christian Bale uh, who plays Bagheera um yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch who plays Shere Khan even though there, there were a couple of moments where he was going theatrical and slightly right. hammy. Uh, yeah, I was I like, know yeah, yeah, you, you could have toned that down. That was a little too much because he's like um, um, the blood that will flow from Mowgli. Yeah. You know, we like shouting like, yeah, bro, no, I, uh, come on, man, come on, so I, dial it back. Personally, this is one of the worst Shekan in a while for me. Like, Idris Elba's Shekan was way better because he just right. had that intimidating voice uh, about it. They have even, to shout and enunciate words. Come on, no, but he, come on, even Benedict. Idris, I didn't care for all that much. Um, oh, really? But he's I didn't care for one. You didn't like no. um, Idris um, Sheikh, huh? No, not 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 all that much, frankly. Um, okay. Compared to at least somebody like a Tony J was on that level. Now, um, I thought he was kind of underwhelming as well, but he's still definitely better than Benedict. I thought this was Benedict was pretty weak in this too. Um, yeah. Really need. Is there, is there, is there, okay, uh, there's a little mini rant. A little mini rant on the side here. Yeah, Again, get, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Uh, hire proper voice actors, please. You see this whole hiring a celebrity for voice acting shit? Golly, we need to cut that shit out. Right? Most actors are kind of bad at voice acting. Sorry. Most actors not that good at it. Very few actors actually good at voice acting. Um, but yet, for some reason, just for the quote-unquote big name, they like to replace a lot of people. I don't know when that starts. It started around when Shrek came out, the first one, where they decided right. to just put up actors instead of actual good voice actors who know the shit. Okay, good so you mean like Eddie Murphy, for example? Well, Eddie Murphy, not particularly bad, but I remember when they, they had Justin Timberlake. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Um, was it for the second was one? Terrible. I think it was. I think it was for the second yeah. one. Yeah. You the third one. Oh, third one, right. Terrible. But it's like, oh, because Justin Timberlake, they, they decided to have a hype mark. Like, I get, for, I get the reason. It's a hype machine reason. But, jeez, boy. Like, they just have a person this day for the, for the sake of it now. Um, it's like, no, you, you need to have a good, you need a good voice actor. Get a voice actor, whatever. Moving on. Yeah. So the thing is with me, because it's Andy Circus, I feel it's clearly because hey, well, we work together on Lord of the Rings, right? So let me let me link up now. So I'll get better yeah. the care, I'll get Kate Blanchett there. Well, Kristen Bale, I don't know what project him and Andy worked on. I don't know. But um right. I can't remember yeah. whoever. Um Clay yeah. Blanchett, Kate Blanchett, sorry, right, as car. Now, the moment when I hear the, the, the opening narration to this, my car, oh, well, Kate Blanchett herself, I was like, we really doing Lord of the Rings here, folks? We really doing this? Yeah. We really right. doing this now? And it sounds way more theatrical than, you know, the, the nice voice that she had with, um you know, um in, in Lord of the Rings, the, well, the first movie, right? It had this kind of calm tone to it, even though she was talking about her dark shit, right? And she was... You get the sense that yeah, something dark was gonna happen, but there's hope, you know. And there was even a point in the in the opening narration where I was like, well, all the hope, um, hope, you know, what I mean, just where we thought that all hope is lost, it came in the form of a of a, um, a small creature. I was like, oh, it got me a hobbit, you know. What I mean? And then you see you see Mowgli come into the to the story basically, right? But yeah, boy, um, and anything, I love Kate Blanchett. I think she is the best actress working in Hollywood today, in my opinion, just because she just puts 110% in nearly everything she does. But I yeah. find here, it was just like, I mean, she did what she was supposed to do, but I, I felt like almost like she could have 
like maybe if she was just directed better because yes. it's just voice acting she had to do but just directed better she would have well, pulled off a better acting. performance but here it was just i must acting. sound creepy yeah. and i must sound weird and dark because this is a dark movie and it just kind of comes off a little laughable than anything else because you know the actress who's doing the voice so it, no, voice, it, acting, voice acting need proper direction a lot of people don't yeah. get that like it, it, it's a whole expertise, a level of expertise that people just think, oh, I just need to put a familiar voice behind it, and you can just do it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And, and need even some of the lines and all too that she she did, I didn't really like. Like, I'm getting bored, and when yeah. I get bored, I get hungry. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me like Scarlett Johansson for example, right? What I liked about her, apart from having that sexy voice, is that she is a fucking snake. She's trying to entice you. She's trying to get you. I remember from the old movie, she had that thing with her eyes that she's hypnotized you. So when you get hypnotized, she swallow you. Though it's just car being dark and scary because the scene is dark and scary, even though I did like the part where you were seeing like um, images of the future being superimposed on her body. I thought that was like a really cool visual moment. But other than that, they do this thing where she like talking about the future and one day he will lead and impact the future and his voice will impact the forest and like what <laughs> anyway right um so yeah the, the some of the dialogue just needed work some of the delivery needed work but it's um way more apparent boy unfortunately with the lead himself boy uh rohan chan who plays mogli he have the look down he has the look down even though he had like at first he had this kind of ghoulish look to him because of the long hair and the big eyes, but he had the look down good, right? And I will give credit where credit is due. He does a lot of physical um actions. You know, I guess because it's Andy Circus, so it's like, all right, well, you know me, when I do mocap, you know, I had to run around and do stuff and crawl and stuff. So you gotta do that too. So he you know, he commit to the rule, right? But god damn, it had a couple of lines where it's like, geez, you could not do another take of this way. Where it's yeah. like, leave me alone. You left yeah. me. You are not my brother. You are not my friend. That's what he says yeah. to the, uh, I think it's to the albino wolf dread. I was like, yeah. y'all could not do that again, dread. Like, another yeah, no, it's, it's really very unpolished. Very unpolished. You're right. Very unpolished. He's way. But he have range. I'll give him that. It had a couple of emotional moments. One scene in particular where he tell another wolf, well, yeah, you all turn all the back on me. So why should come to help all that? I thought that was good. But just right. a couple of lines, it was like real cringeworthy, boy. And we didn't talk yeah. about Andy Circus himself, who plays Baloo. Have this kind of yeah. like Cockney accent, which like I, I didn't mind oh, that. Oh, I, 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 was I didn't mind, but it fit yeah. the, the the look of the character because, like I said, you know, a lot of flies in him. He looked kind of mangy and all that kind of stuff, right? So yeah, it works in terms of character. His lip hanging. Yeah, with his lip hanging and stuff, like he like he gay ass whooped like about an hour before he come into the actual scene, you know that kind of thing. So um, now for last last gripe with the with the movie, right? Well, big flaw I should say. Um, the visual effects themselves. Now backgrounds and stuff look great, lighting excellent, right? Cinematography, if you want to call it that, call it that, sorry, look great, right? Lots of great visuals here or there. There's even one shot that I really loved that you really loved where um Mowgli was in um at the bottom of this pond or river, whatever it was, and you're seeing his perspective of um of Shere Khan 
shake hands bloody mouth like dipping into the water itself i thought that was cool yeah. so there is some well thought out ideas in terms of just the visuals right but yeah. the creature designs themselves by so because it's mocap and you know because you want to try the whole smeagol slash caesar technique where um using the, the actor's face and you're using the muscles and bones in the face to kind of emphasize the the character's face itself it kind of makes their faces look really weird and kind of baffling and awkward, right? You see that, especially with, you know, with Baloo and Bagheera and Shere Khan himself. Like, they, they look yeah. like Adrian. Like, yeah. the, the 2016 movie went out of its way to make the characters, the creatures themselves, look real even though they are talking, right? But this one is like, I could kind of see Kamabach's face. I could kind of see Kristen Bale's yeah. face. I kind of see nice. like no why you know what I mean? but I guess I guess maybe it's because of the technique involved the the actual visual effect in, um, involved but that's just like one or two creatures though right well or, or I should say is hum- more humanoid creatures right so Spiegel yeah. of course looking like you know kind of close to human but it's kind of ragged and whatnot and um with Andy, um, sorry, with the apes trilogy because it's apes and you know apes, humans, blah blah blah. But you want to try this thing with like tigers and panthers and yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's something like, I have to sit down and make make a lot yeah. of work out. There. That's very difficult to do, and that requires time and polish. Yes, polish, <laughs> polish. Yeah, yeah. time and chip. Yeah, yeah. So I could tell, like, like maybe, like maybe the budget was cut. Like in post, so they could really touch up on the faces and things properly. But yeah, it really did take out, but you know, and just the mere fact that they they give them this kind of grimy, you know, look, make it kind of make it even worse as well. So I could imagine kids watching this and not being scared, but just kind of like this is this is weird. I don't know why yeah. I can't I can't pinpoint it, but it's something it, is it's into that uncanny valley domain. No? That's why it was it didn't it didn't climb out of the valley like how Disney did theirs. No? Yeah. yeah, um, but as far as good goes, uh, the music is fine. Um, the story, there, there are some glimpses of, of great things, but unfortunately, you just had a kind of way through the, the dark murkiness of the film to, to see these moments. You know what I mean? And it's a shame, though, it's really a shame. Okay, you could tell that a lot of effort was put into this, but uh, it's not just because of the movie, the 2016 movie coming out, but just them not really sure, at least actually the, the, the crew involved, they're really sure of the final product or what they really want out of this. They want it right. to be dark enough that it will appeal to teens and adults and they end up like alienating or scaring kids in the process. Or they just want to be so anti-Disney that it is it, exactly that, but it just kind of loses the heart of the original Disney film, you know what I mean? Or, sorry, the Disney films as a whole. And I guess of the story too, because it really more kind of focuses on the darkness of it all than but just it, the heart of I it get, all. I, as I, say, I get that he tried to really not be Disney because look, it's not an original Disney story, you know. Exactly, you know, yeah. He's trying to really not avoid the Disney-fied version of this stuff. Um, and I, I understand a big blowback to that because that, I mean, look, that's what Disney does. They will take something and then make their own version and then act as if, well, their version is default. And for many people, culturally, it is. They, they've succeeded quite well. So I get what where Andy Circus is coming from. So it's, it, as I say, in some ways, my heart is break for him a little bit with this because uh, it's really a shame that he really didn't get. Uh, I won't say it was fast saying he didn't get a fair shake or anything like that. But 
he could have really didn't get a chance to finish what he wanted to do. Because to me, if he got a chance to complete his vision and he put it out at the same time, he'd have probably blew Disney out of the water. But uh, that's, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, it's, it's so at, at the end of the day, folks, um, while I do praise the ambition and just the the bravery in just taking this dark tone, like really sticking to the, to the source material, it just kind of loses yeah. the heart of it. It loses what makes it good, you know, what, what makes it a great story. It, it's right. almost like it's dark for the sake of being dark, but not really understanding the emotional core things. Uh, then just right. the kind of spotty animation, spotty editing, everything else is just kind of spotty. It just yeah. some way in shape or form will just take you out of the movie. So while I really yeah. wanted to praise this movie, while I really wanted to root for this movie, I don't know, but I just couldn't. So I may not, I, I don't think I hated it as much as you did, but for me, this gets a, a light a decent two and a half out of five. Um, right. If you're curious to see it, watch it. I mean, if it's on Netflix anyway, so if you care to watch it, watch it. But I highly advise that if you have kids, this is not this is not a version you, you may want to show them. Yeah. Um, stick with the 2016 version. But I don't know, maybe you just want some darkness and edginess to your to your to your um, Disney live action adaptations, I guess. So I don't know, right. maybe check this one out. But for me. Didn't really care for it, ultimately. Um, right. So what, what's the way to Ricardo? Yeah, and I, I give it roughly the same score. I give it like about a five or six out of ten. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but it's really... And because at no point I got the sense that it was trying to be edgelord now. You know, edgy for the edgy sake. You know, I had to cut myself out on the edge, right? Um, but um, it does... Because I get where Circus is coming from with the original tone. tone what, what, you know, um, Kipling may have been going for it with the original material. And it, it it a lot of it works, but so much of it doesn't. It's really a shame, and it's yeah. it's really unfortunate that they couldn't really have this again. I, I keep using the word gel together, as in it need to co- come together as an idea. You know, it's like you, you you could pop a bunch of bricks on a wall, but if you have no mortar, that shit will go and fall down, right? And ah, I, I like that. Great, great analogy yeah. there. And, and that's basically what what kind of what happened here with this. Um, it just didn't come together the way it should. As it, I, I keep calling it, less 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 than the sum of its parts, right? Yeah, and it's really, really unfortunate that that this happened on the way it is. Yeah, I give it like a five out of ten. It's not not the worst thing ever. It's not a shit show. It's not a mess, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> it just yeah, just, unfortunately, just, you know the souffle the souffle just fall flat. Just fall yeah. flat. Um, yeah. So that, that you may take on that. I don't hate this. Um, noble failure. I kind of might put it in the camp of. Um, you know it it. Nah, it, it, is, been, it is. It is. It is actually. Yeah. <laughs> have been good but it just didn't didn't gel the way it should have whatever yeah um last thing i'll say though like i don't want to think that this could be the the last thing that um like any circus would just look at this and be like well you know what fuck this i'm just gonna do no right exactly. active for the rest of my life like I, exactly. I think he has potential in in as as a, as a director you know just behind that right. chair you know what i mean i i think and, that and, with a few more films yeah, he really will establish himself and, and, Let's let's be clear about something. You know, if you, if you're not a big time super studio and you don't have that backing behind you, you kind of get it. You kind of have to get the stars to align and the planets align for you to for this stuff to really be a big success. You're not just Andy Circus name alone going to hold this, right? Not just of all course. of these names are going to hold this. You had to really come with a product that really people going to enjoy. And again, if things didn't work out, that's basically what happened on the on the production end of things. That's basically what happened with this. Things just didn't right. work out. You know? Whatever reason WB decided not back here the way they should have. Um, you know, they didn't have you know, that's it, that's how things just work. And you are a big name, eh? So far as for some nobody filmmaker, 
Um, you really have to get your stuff and your, your ducks in line to make that work. And yeah, that just didn't happen. You know, there's a production failure, not a creative failure necessarily, I would argue. Um, but that, you know, is that is it. It's one of these, these kind of tragic, tragic stories, unfortunately. And that is about it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Um, Passat, R-M-E-D-D-Y on Twitter. That is at R-M-E-D-D-Y on Twitter. You can find me there. And just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You should find me there. All right, you can also find me on Twitter. Just look for Legally Black MJB, MJB I capital letters. You can also find me on Instagram. Just look for Matthew Bailey Reviews. I'm also on Facebook. Just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with a Legally Black blog, official fan base, where you find a link to this podcast, as well as the others that we've done over the past few years, including retrospect reviews. So, with the year kind of, I don't want to say drawing to a close. Well, actually, yes, it is drawing to a close, even though... <laughs> At the time of this recording, we haven't even reached the middle of December yet. But yes, we yeah. still have a few other shows to review before yeah. the finale. So for yeah. one thing, we have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I am yeah. definitely excited for this. I think I should go yeah. in with my expectations. Just a little low, not too low. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to go yeah. high, high, high. Because I've, I've, been hearing, I've been hearing pretty much across the board excellent stuff for this. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, not going too high. That's the thing. That's the thing. But right. yeah, all that being said, yeah, I'm really excited to see this movie here. Also, the Elseworlds Arrowverse crossover. Gonna check that so out that, for that, sure. That's the night at the time of this recording. Yes, so we'll yes, be yes. That. I'll be watching that uh, very soon, hopefully. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Re- really excited for that. Um, Roma. Um, Netflix is I, supposed to be putting out Roma. This is the one that many people are saying is the best film of 2018. Okay. I. Well, I don't I don't know know. it was fast to see that, but I want yeah, it to be a top five. I see that right now. Look, if it could make it as a top five, cool. If it happened to make it number one, wow, amazing. That that show had a blow me right yeah. out of the water from from. Coron is a man is always, you know, he's always come true for me. So I I don't think I've ever been disappointed by any of his films, frankly. Um so we we'll see. Yeah. Also, as I promised, I'm gonna review Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that that will be the last shitty movie. Hopefully, that I'll be reviewing this year. Yeah, dude, dude, I am a completionist, friend. I, I, yeah. I suffered through the first two. I have to see yeah. how this movie ends. I have to. I know it might be the worst thing I'll ever see in my life, but I had to see it how it ends. I'm a sucker for pain, right? And last but not least, uh, we have Bumblebee. A lot of right. people say it is the it best Transformers right movie yeah. ever. Well, it it has to be. See what we yeah. got last year with um, the last yeah. night, and of course. Yeah. Oh boy, Aqua, yeah, Aqua guy. yes, Aqua guy, Aqua you know, Aqua lad, or whatever you want to call him. So, Aqua really bro, excited, Aqua yeah. Aqua, hey, Aqua bro, <laughs> Aqua. I love that, yeah, Bro Sidon, Bro Sidon, yeah, Bro Sidon. <laughs> uh, we could just go with this one, uh, I, I'm very, I'm really hyped for Aquaman. I'm, I, I really hope um, DC turns this stuff around. As I said, as I always, keep asking the question with DC, where the fuck is Alan Burnett? Um, you know, please, please, please use the talent you have. Um, I've been watching back recently because it's supposed to be coming back soon. Um, season one and two of Young Justice, and yeah, that's uh, pretty bad. No, I've been to, to rewatch that too because yeah, season yeah, three coming out next year. Right, and then and of course, um, we'll, we'll most likely be recovering very soon. We'll be covering the uh, season one of Titans, which I been liking. I'll be just gonna say that I actually have been enjoying a lot of that. So we'll be All talking right. talk cool i i haven't started watching the show yet but um i will make the effort to do so before years end i know that the final episode is supposed to come out on the 28th so we'll try yeah. we'll try to see if we could do a full review of of the of the season once it wraps up 
yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Matthew Bailey and Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off from another episode of BSB to Bailey. So until the next one, take care. Peace. Okay.